three, two, one. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Nerd Out Loud Podcraft. Or Podcrap. Pod. Podcast. Uh, with Jeremy. And I'm Christy. And we are here to talk about the things that you nerd out about, and we nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about, and so forth and whatnot. Thank you for listening to this episode thirty. Nine, I think. 39 already? Maybe, yeah. Maybe 39. We're approaching our 40s. We're almost as old as you. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Such a jackass. <laughs> so what's this week's reason for you not being fully present during recording? I'm sick. You're sick. Okay. Just wanted to check. Last time it was that you're tired. <laughs> this time it's that you're sick. Yeah. It's really weird. Like only, especially like the last week or so, every morning, like only in the mornings when you get up, you have this like <laughs> nauseousness thing. You're like throwing up in the morning. You're tired all the time. You like randomly started getting super hungry. Like you never had that much of an appetite. And now you have this huge appetite. It's so weird, but it's like localized only to like you're only sick in the morning times. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I don't know why you're trying to fool people so much that I'm pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. What do you mean? You know what I mean. No, I'm just I, well, I'm just trying to figure out why you're only getting sick in the mornings. It's really bizarre. Maybe seeing your face first thing in the morning is like, wow. It's making you sick, but yeah. then you see it for other times throughout the day. I know, but you... I, I get warmed up to it. I, okay. I, you know. Okay. All right. Well, it's weird. like throwing the frog in the hot water situation. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll we'll uh, be able to figure out what's going on here. Oh, jeez. Maybe I have to get you into the doctor or something. <laughs> or I just have some kind of twenty four hour flu bug or something. The it, same thing. And it's just been spread out. Over the last, like, for the first hour of the last, like, eight days. <laughs> so that means you have, like, another, like, 16, 16 days to go to burn through all 24 hours of this 24-hour flu since you only have it one day. <sighs> Didn't you? Anyway. You made at least two comments while I was there trying to get your mom convinced that I was pregnant. Well, you were aware? At Easter, you, you made it. At least two comments oh, while I, don't I was there. Remember that? No. <laughs> was that last Sunday? Mm-hmm. So we, we so we get to talk about Easter on this episode, right? Yes. Because okay, cool. Well, that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna talk. We're fresh off the heels. The reason this episode is coming to you a day later than we. I mean, we usually try and get it to you Saturday mornings. You're probably getting this Sunday morning, or you know, a month from now when you get around to actually listening to it. <laughs> but. It's a day later than they usually are, and part of that reason is because we were clip-clopping the night away with old clip-cloppers, Mike Frizzell from the uh, the Takedown podcast. Yes. <laughs> Last night, we had uh, he, uh, Mike, our friend, friend of the show. Actually, no, not friend of the show. His, he listens to the show. Mike Frizzell's friend, 
has been on the show, so it's a friend of the friend of the show. It's a step. He's our step friend of the show, Mike Frizzell. We should have him on the show. Well, I, I can feel bad about this now. Um, uh, was is was in town. Uh, Mike Mike Frizzell of the Takedown Podcast um, was in town from Austin, Texas, and uh, we had a little a little shindig, a little meetup, a little meetup type scenario out uh, at the Night Light in downtown Seattle. Um, it was incredibly awkward and uncomfortable at times. And uh, all in all, it was fun. I think. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was. I mean, you can't get. It's. It's a. It's a, it, it, like those kind of things are always kind of weird anyway, because nobody really knows each other that well. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like the people that knew each other really well uh, had like y- you and him have a pretty solid relationship. But that was only the second time you'd really met him, and the first time was on Monday. Yeah. So. <laughs> So it's like a room full of people that know each other from the internet. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Everybody like hangs out and nobody really knows who anybody is, but kind of does. And everybody like, yeah. Well, (laughs) and most of them only know each other because they are listeners of his podcast and feel like, you know, when you listen to a podcast, even when I do it, you feel like you have a relationship with these people, especially a daily podcast that you feel you're invested you're vested into their life or, you know, you've put something into it and you feel like you have this back and forth and then you meet them for the first time. It's kind of interesting. And that also, I have my number two on my resolution list. Number two. So I only need one more, but wait, who, who is your number two? Mike. Oh, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That counts. And weirdly enough, I also met him at a Greek slash Italian restaurant, the same as I had met Gio. Oh. <laughs> so weird. Just randomly happened wow. that way. Because okay. the first time Gio picked it and the second time you picked it. So it, it just happened that way. Interesting. But honestly, I'm, we met Barb for the first time. I didn't even know Barb what she Star. looked like. Barb Star. Um, and then we met Chuck. Right. Chuck. Yes. And who else? Chuck is Gio's friend, right? Yes. Okay. Hi, Chuck. What's up? Thanks for coming out. Sorry and he lives by us. You just left last night without saying goodbye to me, so that was a little awkward. <laughs> I felt I was hurt about that. Once I realized you were gone, it was a hurtful experience well, for me. It wasn't as bad as Courtney, who didn't say hi or bye. Yeah. What's up, C Dubs? <laughs> who else did we meet? Oh, Randy. 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 We have never um, met him before. And yeah. So we did a lot to of. To get Randy on talking about. Uh, a lot of stuff. Steer wrangling. He does okay. like, like, uh, like lassoing of cattle. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's like that his cool. hobby. <laughs> yeah, I know. He well, would... My hobby is sitting in a dark room and talking to imaginary people. But he he has a lot of interesting hobbies and and things that I have I know nothing about. So that would be he would definitely be. He everybody has this whole briefcase full of like um just hair samples from like random people that he no, did not a brunette section and a <laughs> no he did not oh that but, wasn't that was some, sorry that was, that somebody was someone else, else. <laughs> um but yeah I, everybody that we met last night for the first time and also people we've known bef- before would all make great guests so if you want to come on if you're listening to this. yeah it was great we um we met I, there was one person there that i was talking to that was um there to because he knew mike and had listened to his podcast had listened to the takedown podcast and he said um somebody said something about me and christy having a show 
And he said, are you guys have a podcast, a different podcast? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, we have a different He's like, I think I'm the only one here that doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, well, if you want to, I can help. Like, let's do one right now. Right. <laughs> let's try and start one. We were thinking ahead. We could have just brought the recorder and right. Well, that place is kind of noisy. Sometimes it's hit or miss, so it would have it wouldn't have sounded that good. But we were in that room, so it probably would have been fun. Yeah, it was very exciting. It's very exciting. Well, and earlier that day, our um, past guest Will, the pilot. Oh yeah. uh, Let me and Kate from Dates with Kate and also of Takedown Podcast fame go into a flight simulator. And that was a really cool, scary situation and experience. And I, I really appreciate him letting me do that. How did that go for you? It was did really you crash cool. it? I didn't crash, but I didn't do that well either. You said <laughs> I did. that they were going to try and um, you were going to try and recreate the movie Flight or something? Yes. So you, you just brought little mini bottles of vodka yep. for everybody slammed and them, some orange juice? Slammed, slammed those. <laughs> um, I got a little too drunk, did some lines. To sober up, that's a joke from the movie that none of that stuff actually happened. I mean, because this is at an actual training facility. It's not like he has a simulator in his backyard or something. This is a professional situation. They're not going to let you drink mini bottles of vodka in there. But it was really, really cool. And it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. I don't know why I thought it would be easy. Because everyone would be pilots if it was easy, right? To fly, a, you thought it was going to be easy to fly a commercial. Well, I mean, it was kind of physically challenging. Okay, like my arms are still kind of a little, yeah, hurt. Like you, when you I got used to power lift from it, I got a little, I got a little nauseous from the, the visuals. Yeah, and the one time I landed, I think I landed twice, um, and I did a really hard landing. The kind that, you know, you've been on that plane where you kind of fly forward and mm-hmm. maybe the luggage compartment pops open and things spill out. I did that one of those landings. Yeah, definitely was a keep your, somebody probably left their iPad on in the back. And right. And that's what happened. Messed with the navigation right. system or something. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Right. Yeah. So we, it was an exciting, it was an exciting week. Yes. Prior to that, we were, we went to church. For the on the Lord's Day, we went to uh, we went to church and we had an encounter with something that really changed my life. I think, and pro- I think it really changed all of our lives. We r- right, you know what I'm talking about? Paper mache Jesus. Paper mache Jesus. Which uh, it was bigger than life size. Yes, because it was probably ten feet tall. So we walked into church on Sunday, and. Uh, because my nephews, my nephews were getting baptized, so we decided to go. We we went to the church service to see it all, to see it all go down. And this is actually the church that I used to live in, um, and also went when you were a baby. Like you've been in that yeah, church. Yeah, I grew up in that church and everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, we. The, and side note: this is not the spiritual abuse church, right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> different church. So we showed up. We showed up there. And um, we we walked in. We were like, got there right as the service was starting. And of course, my family, being the good Christians that they are, saved seats in the second row. So we mm-hmm. walk by everybody with my daughter and everybody else, and walk all the way up to the second row. Do you do they leave the front row open for yeah, Elijah? It's like for oh. Elijah or no. <laughs> Jacob or whatever. Um, and so uh. We get there and we get up to the front row and get all like situated or whatever. And then I look up and hanging up on the back wall of the church 
where I think that there is usually either nothing or just a cross. I can't remember. I think there's a cross usually. Um, there was a probably nine foot tall uh, replica of Jesus made out of paper mache um, on the cross, stretched out, and then Smiling. for his face, they had put one of those like you know the like drama like happy sad masks. Mm-hmm. They had just taken like one of the happy ones, like this weird plastic face thing with a big gigantic smile on it and like weirdly red hair and then he had like golden red hair so it was like the typical like beardy white jesus it was paper mache so it was white the top half was exposed white paper mache with like cracks in his chest like these black cracks in his chest then there was a gold um like uh what's the like a linen type situation draped over paper mache jesus and then the bottom half of him like maybe from the the waist down i think what happened is they got down to the feet of paper mache jesus and they were like wow turns out it's really hard to make feet out of paper mache and so they decided to just like wrap like the bottom half of yeah it looks like he just got out of the shower mummy style kind of (laughs) like somewhere between yeah i just got out of the shower and um i'm a mummy right and so the bottom half was wrapped, but then like the, the, uh, what's that called? The proportions were all weird really and off. Weird. So like the, his torso leg section was like three quarter, like three quarters of his overall height. So it just looked really weird. The face was really weird. The face the, will the, haunt me the forever. The cracks were really weird. My daughter immediately like. What is happening? What's that? I explode with laughter i like i can't contain myself i'm so excited and just like giddy with joy about the about this that, that was monstrosity like, like th- this is a thing that's really happening and of course i had never been there at easter so i asked if that was a normal decoration that goes up yeah, oh that's right i didn't even see it at first because i was like getting ellie situated and no. everything and then all of a sudden she goes is that a thing that normally happens i look at her it's just like what is happening <laughs> and i start freaking out i'm so excited I'm getting and this joy. at one point you and said i'm like there has like, to be no, a camera this isn't in there. Real. there's a camera inside this someone's thing, punking me i'm like being punked by the church like this is all an elaborate setup for some like youtube video or something right. like <laughs> we hung this paper mache jesus in the front of the church on easter sunday you won't believe what happened next <laughs> and i'm just like this is this is something that's actually happening and um and then to, to my delight to my delight so to, to the de- for the in the defense of the church the pastor there there's like a kind of a decorating committee that's separate from the pastors i guess and the people that were involved with the decorating committee didn't necessarily ask permission or get approval prior approval for this project <laughs> um they just took it on themselves to do and um uh so the pastors just showed up for church on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday. It's game day. It's Super Bowl Sunday, as Pastor Mark Driscoll used to say. Mm. It's Super Bowl Sunday for most Christians, and uh, um, there's a there 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 it was on on the wall. And much to my delight, I discovered that not only does this thing is was it just something that was in my life and and existed but it lights up yeah. like dan <laughs> savage says it inside. gets better it gets better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much like dan savage says it gets better 
<laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So I pulled the pastor aside and I'm like, what? Uh, I was like, this. Need, I need to. See, I I just am telling you right now that before I leave, I need to see this. I need to see this thing lit up. Of course, by this point, I had like tweeted like five pictures of it and like. And your paper, needless to say, paper you're mache trolling Jesus. Courtney with it. Anytime she says something, <laughs> yeah, you reply say, with the picture. Paper mache Jesus has a um, has a cult following, as it were, <laughs> <laughs> on social media at this point. I'm considering making his own Twitter, Twitter account. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a thing to behold. So and we, we can't put it on our Facebook. Yeah, but we'll, I can't put them on my Facebook because the artist did the it. The artist is that. that um, <laughs> the artist that made this thing is happens to be a Facebook friend, but Twitter, but and tw- um, okay. yeah, but Twitter's safe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, can we well, put it on our webpage, or are you to, too scared yeah, to do that? Put, I'll put it on the webpage. Okay. Okay. I can, I'll, honestly, I'd probably put it on our. I can put it on our the Nerd Out Loud Facebook page, and he wouldn't see it. But I, I want to be careful about the Facebook situation because. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get paper mache Jesus, uh, for my own. And so I don't necessarily want it to get back to no. the creator that, um, that this is something that, that like, uh, I might be making light of as it were. <laughs> I do not want paper <laughs> mache literally Jesus to live light. here. Uh, well, we can find a different place for you. Um, <laughs> you and Jesus will go <laughs> apartment hey, searching for Jesus me. This is all I need. Um, Wait, I love it that I own this condo, yet you and paper mache Jesus get to live here, and I have to go find another place to live. It's not my problem that you have an issue with Jesus. So if that's a deal breaker for you, then that's on you, and you can go somewhere else. (laughs) All right. Make a great nightlight. (laughs) So frightening, though. It's so um, scary. Maybe what I'll do is well anyway we'll 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 post a picture of it like in the show notes or something like that and it'll be it'll be amazing but um but yeah so how was oh and then the other thing that i was going to say about this church and this would just be like a fun prank i think is they have um this is actually kind of cool and i don't know if this is a normal thing it reminded me a little bit of how we were talking about like churches giving away ipads or whatever mm-hmm. last week so this church that we went to they actually um they have these little like comment cards that they want people to fill out with like their name and phone number and like any needs that they have and some response to the message that was free it's just a way of like staying in touch with people in the church mm-hmm and if you go there and it's your first time filling out one of those cards, they'll actually donate $5 to a charity called Living Water, which I believe is – I'd have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure that it's like a um, clean water campaign type situation yeah. that probably That's really cool. Jesus Roots. But they'll donate $5. And so, of course, I immediately – as soon as I heard them say that on Sunday, I'm like, we should like get on Reddit and, and just try – like get on the Reddit Seattle and just be like, hey, like – get like 300 people to show up on one sunday (laughs) 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 that would be amazing that'd only be like it'd be like a 1500 dollar donation to this ministry and you know get 300 people like what else are they gonna be doing on a sunday morning standing in line for some shitty brunch somewhere hungover might as well have them standing in line well they'd be standing outside for a video game let's be honest (laughs) so yeah so that that's my that that's, that's a funny idea. Something that I kind of want to. You can go ahead and spearhead that. Try and do, but um, 
So, okay. So I had this thought and I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to bring this up, uh, because of, I know people listen to this show and I don't <laughs> want anybody to take it personally. Okay. So I guess let me just put that out there. But Hey, like we've said from the beginning, you've got a pod, like no one's listening. Dance like no one is watching, tweet like nobody's following, and pod like nobody is listening. Because okay. probably all those things are actually true. Right. <laughs> um, but so I, uh, we there was, and this is something that's always kind of I've felt kind of sketchy about. And I'm gonna make two sides of the argument here. I'm gonna disagree with myself. So part of the Sunday thing for Easter Sunday was like a children's celebration. Like the, they had the children sing songs in and celebration. Yeah. And so like we went there and they had all the kids come up and the kids were like saying like, told the story of Jesus kind of, yeah. Like Jesus is the savior mm-hmm. and awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Jesus is a savior. No. Okay. <laughs> Lego Jesus. Um, so, uh, and and you you actually brought it up. Right? Oh yeah, it just it just yeah, seemed weird Christy to have. Wise brought it up. So <laughs> Christy, just, what was it that you were? It was you, the you only one that <laughs> that was even a little bit uh, weird to me. Is I mean, not weird in that it just was weird hearing it from a six or seven year old girl say, "Jesus died for our sins," and I'm thinking, what kind of sins does she have? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, yeah it's that little, just felt it's a little weird. It, but other than that, I mean, I know, oh, I'll let you do your argument because well, it's not even really an argument. It's just something that like, uh, this is something that I personally struggle with. And as a parent, this is something I struggle with because obviously like I have, um, I'm definitely not as fundamental as I used to be, but I have a certain set of beliefs that, and kind of a lens that I see the world through. Mm-hmm. And obviously like I want to do everything I can to help raise my daughter to be a, a, a you know, independent, good, citizen. Like, good person, good citizen of the world and not be a dick. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I understand the importance of like shaping your kids like that. Um, sometimes when I get in situations like that and I see like very small children that are very obviously just, um, this isn't like a personal decision that they've made, at least in my opinion, it's very much just like them parroting what they've been told for the, you know, or what they've, what's, what's been modeled for them. Um, you know, and maybe, so I, I, I struggle with that a little bit. Cause like, it starts to feel a little borderline creepy, like indoctrination, like, but isn't that Hitler teaching, youth type potty training and situation? teaching how to read? Yeah, but that's potty training is like a that's like a universal like I'm not you know you you can't be like a grown adult and shit yourself. Well, uh, you can. You can be a. You grown, can be my boss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or me on a bad day. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you, you, or you can, but uh, you can be a grown adult and not believe in Jesus yeah, or okay. not believe him. Or believe in Jesus, or believe in evolution, or not believe it, or you know whatever. Like, the, the, it doesn't seem that that is as much of an absolute, I guess. Anyway, so I just I don't know. Like, I just struggle with a little bit because I'm like, like let's maybe not be p- putting this stuff into like let's not be trying to like creepily 
force our kids into this certain like mindset or whatever. So, but here's the flip side of that coin, which is a segment that I want to start having mm-hmm. called the flip side of the coin, where I argue both sides apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> of an argument. So the flip side of that coin is, and this is another thing that I think about sometimes. Um, Christians really believe, like they believe that. Uh, you know, like at least in in that that church or in the church that I grew up in, I don't know where. You know, I, I'm not a member there now, I guess, so I can't really like speak on behalf of them. But um, for the most part, I would say the majority of the people there believe that the way you get into heaven or the way that you find this like wholeness in life is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and and you accept that He is the son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that he rose from the dead, which is what we celebrated on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. um, that he rose from the dead and through him, we have eternal life, that he is the king of the world. And, um, so if you really believe that's true, then like you I mean, it's a matter of life and death and you're trying to save your kid's life. So I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you do want to cram it down their throats at a young but age. But I don't think that it's cramming down their throat. I mean, there are some people that that's the case, but I think that that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I I just come from a different situation where I think I was baptized eight days after I was born, maybe a month. I don't remember. Um, obviously, I don't remember. Um, and then, you know, with, then you get your first communion, I think about the time you were in kindergarten, first grade, and then you make the final decision when you're 18, when you're confirmed into the church. So I come from a situation where a baby is baptized because similar to what you said is that the belief was you can't get to heaven if you're not baptized. So baptized right away in case that baby dies, I guess. I mean, I don't understand that. So children being baptized isn't something that I, I don't understand. I completely get it. But I also think that it, I mean, especially in your sister's case, she doesn't cram it down their throat. Yeah. In fact, she was like, are you sure that you want to do this? And she was even a little thinking he was maybe a little too young and he was insistent on wanting to do it. Oh, talking about my nephew got Mm -hmm. baptized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the older one didn't. He didn't want to do it, and she didn't force him. She just said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's, there probably is a lot. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that force their children to do it and say that they're choosing, but it's not really the case. Yeah. But I think there's also people that li- actually listen to their kids and take it into consideration. Yeah. I guess time will tell. If my daughter grows up to be a serial killer, we'll know that I should have been more strict (laughs) or or something like that, right? (laughs) I have so many comments, but I'm holding them all in. (laughs) Okay. But, um, yeah. And I guess like that also, um, always makes me think of like, and this is something that I, if, if Christians really believe, if Christians really believe what they preach, like if they really truly believed it, if they really truly believe that you, Christy Wise, you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. when you die, you're going to be in hell for eternity in, in the worst torment that you – worse than you could possibly manage. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Forever. 
not just for a really long time, but forever, for eternity. Mm-hmm. If they really believed that, and they really, if they really, really, truly believed that, I feel like I feel like Christians are assholes for not shoving it down everybody's throats, right? Mm-hmm. At least the people they care about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. But. So now you're kind of citing your the, the your your nemesis, the street preacher. Yeah. Now you think he's he's like the best guy in the world, right? Yes. Yeah. We're buddies. <laughs> Man, <and> him. <laughs> should go out and find them. Right. Well, I'm somewhere. sure they'll find you. <laughs> yeah. So any anywhere in the summer, seem to, the summer they'll we be seem out. To find each other pretty well. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's take a little break, and then I think we both have a couple of. Fun and exciting articles to share. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we'll we'll be right back. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when we live in our dream. Everything is better when we stick Hey guys, yeah. thanks for uh, thanks for bearing witness, bearing witness, Bear- thanks for bearing with us there. We I thought some, you were gonna. That was some kind of Christianese talk that you were doing. Well, that is a bearing uh, witness is a Christian thing. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I can kind of catch on now. The yeah, words you're getting better. I don't you're know what better. they actually mean. Um. Well, that's okay. I don't either. You do too. Um, so yeah, thanks for bearing with, with, with bearing, bearing with us there. We had a nice little, had to take a little, uh, a bio break as they call them in the biz. <laughs> Actually, oh, this is an update for Mike. Today, Jeremy succeeded in clogging both of the toilets at the same time. The upstairs one and the downstairs one. Well, not at the same time. They were both clogged at the same time, but I didn't clog them both at the same time. Yeah, but I you still did the flush times. and walk away. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go on record as saying this. I think that I might not have a bro- bad of a problem with plugged-in toilets as you think. I think that you have a problem. I think that you have a hypersensitivity to thinking that a toilet is clogged. Okay. Because blaming the victim. Like, I see how you are. <laughs> I see how like, you are. Hey, uh, the toilet is uh, clogged, and then. I go in there to f- plunge it or whatever. And basically, like, I'm just doing, like, a courtesy plunge. Like, I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> no. especially the downstairs one, if I had just flushed the toilet, I'm pretty this sure that it would have been fine. I think that it's in your head that, he that it's plugged. It's all a lie. No, it's not. I, anyway, next time that you claim that I have plugged a toilet, I'm going to go in there and see if I okay. can not hands-free unplug it. I mean, other than flushing the toilet. Okay. Because I bet that I can. Um, I think that you are. And another shout out to the Takedown Podcast is Jeremy was recently on trying out to be a regular. It's coming up. Kind of segment. Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Or Monday. Monday. Probably by the time you're hearing this, it'll be out. So check it out. Takedown Podcast. And if they have some kind of voting for. The thing for the vote different for people vote for Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty please. Yeah. But well, actually, okay. I was going to try and avoid bathroom talk this podcast, but since you brought it up, you were just tweeting pictures of yourself pooping. So I thought that it was, that's okay. different though. Cause oh. that's t- tweeting 
not podcast tweeting. Okay, so um, I I wanted to I wanted to get your opinion on this. So I um I uh, work in an office with a, a couple of people. Uh, so there's only three of us in the office. We share a single bathroom mm-hmm. there. Um, because of that, you know, I am. Uh, unfortunately that bathroom is about five feet away from one of my coworkers desks. Unfortunately for her. And so she, at least she is very acutely aware of the fact that I have a very active, um, digestive system and I'm in and out of the bathroom numerous times throughout (laughs) the day. So the other day, uh, and I'm, I'm actually very like conscious, um, you know, I, I will say both of the people that I work with are of the female persuasion. And so uh, I did have some nervousness going into it about uh, this is the first time that they've ever had a male in the office mm-hmm. working with them. And so I did have some nervousness about like being that guy that left the seat up or whatever because it's, it's pretty obvious that if the seat gets left up, it's probably going to be mm-hmm. the one male that's using it. Although occasionally we do get mailmen and stuff coming mm-hmm. in that I could at least maybe try and pawn it off on them. So, um, anyway, so I'm, I'm, pr- I try and be pretty conscious of making sure that, you know, I clean up after myself and whatnot. So the other day, my boss awkwardly comes out of the bathroom and comes into my office. And she's like, I'm just saying this because, well, I'm just, I'm saying this to everybody. I'm not accusing anybody of what's going on, but we have a non flusher in the office. <laughs> that is great and i'm like okay okay and she's like so just be sure be sure to double check that you're flushing you're using and i'm not i'm not saying it's you i'm gonna go tell it to name redacted other person in the office but i'm just and then i hear her go out and give the same spiel to the other just letting you know we have a non-flusher in the office and like i'm like so okay. To have a title for it after one incident, if it would if it happened every day or even a couple times a week, then you can call it a, like a serial non-flusher. Right. You did it one time. I think it was a one-time situation and it was it was urine. It wasn't I like am I definitely wouldn't You didn't leave, lay down a Holmes. I wouldn't leave a, a deucer in there. I okay. always make sure that it's not plugged. Actually, I make you know, I make sure that it's flushed okay. I make mm-hmm. sure that everything's cleaned up, whatever. So, worst case scenario, if I didn't flush, I, I, it was it was a pee situation. Yeah, you kept it there mellow. Wouldn't have been if any, it's yellow, it's mellow. There wouldn't have been any toilet paper in there, and she can't, and she made this huge deal out of it, like announcing that we have a non-flusher in the office. It's not like I, I just I felt like it was being blown out of proportion, and also a little bit like she there has was OCD. something that came she off a little like weird she... and like condescending about it. Like she just needed everybody to know that it wasn't her. Like oh, well, first of all, you know she's a perfectionist and has a little bit of OCD. First of all, and secondly, she probably felt really weird about it, but also wanted to address it. Well, I think that she was overreacting because I don't think I'm going on record right now and I would love to hear your opinion, Christy and listeners. I would love to hear your opinion too, but, um, I don't think that you have to flush after you pee. Uh, I think at your home, if it's an can... asparagus pee, like if it stinks, cause sometimes that asparagus piece, like honestly, we've been eating a lot of asparagus lately and honestly, it's disgusting. Like it makes me almost not want to eat the asparagus because the pee is disgusting. Like that's not a joke. It actually smells 
really, really gross. I, I, I anyway, whatever. If it's an asparagus pee, flush that shit down because nobody needs that in their life. Mm-hmm. But if it's just pee, like, and I would say it's borderline irresponsible for you as a a, a member, just a member of the, this earth. It it's it's irresponsible, borderline irresponsible for you to flush the toilet if it's just pee. That's fucking ridiculous. We're talking about gallons of water being wasted because somebody might be uncomfortable with a little bit of froth at the top oh, of the water don't or whatever. Say froth. Like a, whatever, a little, you know, a few little bubbles or maybe it's not crystal clear or whatever. But I mean, I'm not like, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm fairly well hydrated. So the, it's not like bright yellow, stinky, nasty pee. It's not reeking of urine in the bathroom, if anything. There might have just been a couple bubbles and the water was a little off color, but I don't think that that warrants a flush. What do you- I think when you share share a restroom with people in a public space like that, that you should probably just go with the common courtesy of flushing. If you want to do it at your house, that's fine. So you're just like, fuck the planet, fuck the worldwide water, clean water Why don't shortage. Why you pee in the sink? Let's, uh, like an Adam Carolla style. I might start doing that. Do it. Not here, though, because we have that rust hole. <laughs> I don't need my stuff <laughs> to be drenched the, in your pee. Well, here, apparently, I could just let it sit, right? And you're not going to... Unless there's guests coming. You're not going to come out and announce, Whoa there, Jeremy and Brody. <laughs> Ellie, if it's the weekend, <laughs> no, we've got a we've got a non-flusher in the house. Unless guests come over. Yeah. Then I, I they don't need to see that. <sighs> well, all right. So you're saying... Flush at work. Flush if it's pee at work. Flush no matter what at work is what you're saying. All the time. And then here, if you're at home, what if you're at somebody else's home? Always flush. Always flush. Yes. Really? Yes. You're just like, fuck the world because it's like of cleaning up your mess. common courtesy. When you're at home and you have dinner and you just don't feel like it, you can put your dish in the sink and get it tomorrow. When you're at a guest house, you take your plate to the kitchen and you rinse it off and you put it in the that's dishwasher. That's not the same though because that's giving somebody work to do. If you leave a dirty dish in the sink, that's giving somebody else that work to do. If you're at somebody else's mm. house. Someone if else's you're at somebody house. else's house and you take a piss and don't flush it, that's not giving the, anybody extra work to do. Because they're going to come in later and take a shit or piss or whatever and then they're going to flush the toilet. Anyway. Alright. We're no. going off the rails here. But tweet us and let us know what you think. Right, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Tell us if you think if, to flush if it's or not yellow, to flush. can you let it mellow? Yes or no? Hashtag and in what Jeremy's situations? Right. Who's yeah? Who's right? Jeremy, Christy, or Jeremy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, now that we've had our uh, ten minute allotted um, bathroom talk, I had one article that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, is related to the church thing, and it just made me laugh. It relates to a number of issues that we commonly talk about here, church stuff and kind of human sexuality and that kind of stuff. So this article um, is just entitled, How Women Can Make Church a Safe Place for Men. And this is um, Mm -hmm. straight out of the pages of Charisma Mag, which is, believe it or not, a Christian publication. Uh, And I'm just going to – I had – like been responsible and printed this off and like highlighted it and then I left it somewhere else. So mm-hmm. um, I've got to read it off my phone. But 
let's see. When we dress provocatively, we dishonor God and display a lack of regard for his holiness. We can also become a distraction for our brothers in Christ. First of all, brothers or sisters can get distracted by a sexual Wait, you said that. What did you say? What's the Christianese term for that? For what? Well, you're making me stumble. Making me stumble, yes. Um, I'd been traveling all weekend, and my flight from California to the East Coast got in at midnight. All I wanted to do was go home, drop my suitcases, and hit the sack. But the story my husband had waiting for me made me drop my jaw and want to hit, well... Not the sack. She was just visiting our church Does service this, this morning. Like he began a, haltingly. His uh, nut sack no. or a be- <laughs> the, the bed. bed? Okay, sling for bed. He okay. didn't notice her at first, he said. But then came greeting time. Bob, I'd like you to meet John's cousin, a friend said as he introduced her. That's when my husband's mind began to whirl. He'd heard about her. She was the one with the perfect, well, let's just say she qualified to be a fitting model for Victoria's Secret. You figure out what was perfect. (laughs) I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Mm. Yeah. Uh, through the rest of the service, he was restless, intrigued, and annoyed, and he wasn't the only one. <laughs> many, <laughs> many of our friends were introduced to her that day, and like us, they had heard about her unique career. I asked all the men the same question. What did she look like? The funny thing is, none of them could quite remember her face, but they all remembered her skin-tight leather pants with no. a lace-up fly. Please understand that my husband, Bob, is a godly man in full-time Christian ministry. Like most men, though, he is subject to visual temptation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> How are you feeling about this so far? I have so many feelings, um, but first... So his wife comes home from a trip, and the first thing that he says to her is, there was a slut at church. I need to tell you this story. <laughs> I am fuming mad about and, this lady in her skin and type. what he means it by pants. mad is that he's jerked off five times thinking <laughs> about her since church. And it's her fault. Church. I, he's, he, I, I haven't been able to get anything done since I met her. I've just been uncontrollably masturbating in the corner because of this woman's <laughs> it's her skin fault. leather pants. But two... <laughs> Who wears leather pants? I don't know. Yeah, that's the real travesty here. Yes. And also, I wish that they would have described her outfit a little more. I mean, and they, then, they oh, got no. into the lace-up leather pants. And-, and then number three, what kind of church is this that now this woman who's the subject or the you know narrator has gone around and asked all the men at church to describe <laughs> her? <laughs> it's so weird, gossipy right? and catty and disgusting. Yeah. I suppose that he could sit in the front row every week, but come on, sisters. It's time we accept some responsibility for this predicament. Many of us are sinning where the men in our churches are concerned, and in the process, we're sinning against God. As Christian women, our greatest desire should be to please God in everything we do. God made boobs, okay? Some of us are getting up on Sunday mornings and adorning ourselves in ways that aren't pleasing to God. The outfits we choose are intended to cause all eyes, especially men's eyes, to be on us. For the sake of our brothers in Christ, not to mention the health of our personal relationships with God, we need to do four things. Number one. So they've broken it down for us. Number one. We need to understand the power of certain kinds of visual images. 
Have you heard the theory? Uh, have you heard of the Gestalt theory? It's a visual design theory that teaches designers to control the attention of their viewers by forcing the viewers to mentally complete a visual image. Number two. Now let's apply this Gestalt theory to the issue at hand. What happens when a man sees a woman walk by wearing a low-cut blouse or a long tight skirt with a slit all the way up the slides? He pauses, maybe even does a double take because he sees something in part and his brain wants to complete the picture. So, <laughs> so, so, so let's just take this logic to its inevitable end. They're saying that if you expose any skin, if if you wear a skirt that has a slit in it, they're going to see the beginning of that slit and they're going to automatically imagine. imagine the the whole slit, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> so so obviously what's the way that we solve that by uh, covering women from head to toe, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> seems like great, seems right? like a great situation. Number two, we need to understand the special weakness for men of men for a woman's beauty. And this is terrifying. This is a terrifying point. The power of the Gestalt principle is multiplied by the fact that men have a God given craving for a woman's beauty. So Which they, is, this men getting, can't control themselves. This is basically, they're as, like animals. As if this article wasn't already creepy and rapey enough. We've now gotten into the point where we, we, we just need to accept as a culture mm-hmm. that, um, uh, all that men want to rape everything, have a weakness <laughs> for women's beauty. Okay. <laughs> because, and it says so in the Bible, evidently. Okay. Um, I will say they, at the end of this point, they do have a sentence in there that is good. Um, And though he can choose how to act upon his arousal, he frequently cannot control that it occurs. The environment controls it. So they're saying like it's a biological response when Mm -hmm. men see uh, something that they're attracted to. And it it doesn't, maybe they're attracted to women. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're attracted to men. Maybe they're attracted to the pews. Maybe they're attracted to the cars in the parking lot. Who knows? But there's there's a biological thing. And they can't help that. Um, but so it does, they do finally t- at the end <laughs> give one line that says that, um, that we do have self control, which is good, mm-hmm. which is good. <laughs> Exposing a man to continual visual stimulation is like hanging a noose around the neck of his spiritual life. <clears throat> That's where it goes off the rails again. Right. <laughs> Let's just stick with the self-control part. Actually, right. probably this whole article could have been surmised down to, hey, man, you have self-control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, hey, how about everybody? We have self-control. <laughs> Number three, we need to call immodesty what it really is. The Bible is emphatic. We must never do anything to cause a brother or sister in Christ to stumble. That's an uncomfortable challenge for those of us who have been lulled into thinking, what's the big deal? It's just fashion. We may squirm even more when we read Ephesians 5.3, but among you there must be not even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Get that? Not a hint of sexual sin. So... They're saying that it's hinting at sexual sin um, when you wear a tight T-shirt or a skimpy blouse. So it's not just a matter of fashion. Immodesty is sin. (laughs) Well, I also have a problem with the statement that the Bible is infallible. But that's a bigger podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. That's this... The target audience for this, I suppose, believes that the Bible is the the standard for, for... 
this their ultimate standard right. for truth. Um, step four, number four, we need to develop a righteous response to the crisis immodesty has created in the church. As you read this, maybe you feel a twinge of guilt, Christina. Or a boner. Are you feeling guilty? I have both. I have a guilt boner. I know. Is that a thing? (laughs) Sure. I don't know. Okay. Everything's a thing. I know I felt one as I worked recently on a new book for teenage girls on the subject of modesty. Perhaps you need to clean a few things out of your closet, just as I did. Yeah. So that's that's the gist of it. The, um, The comments are... Even more amazing, <laughs> but we don't even need to. We don't need to get into. Are that. there both sides yeah, on the there comments? Are definitely both sides. I okay, mean, it's, I'll probably it's, need to read those later. It's as beneficial as um, as you can imagine. So I will. Um, I'll be sure to link to this article in the uh, show notes if you okay. guys um, are, are feeling brave enough to go read it yourself. But I just thought that that was pretty amazing and also uh, very. Um, what's that word? Endemic. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? endemic of the um the the scary uh, just purity culture in general mm-hmm. when you start talking about purity and whose responsible it is to responsibility it is to stay pure and who defines what purity is and all that kind of stuff and it can get uh it can get scary really really quick. well and who's <laughs> who's who's in control of that purity because it they they made it seem that men are out of control all the time all of them they're just out of control beings and the women control whether it happens or not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It puts the a, a ton of responsibility on the women and takes so much of the like the onus off of the men. Like like I said, the entire article could just be boiled down to, "Hey men, you have self-control." <laughs> but then that also makes in in these relationships it makes women feel really rejected i'm sure if their husbands don't want to have sex with them oh, if yeah, they're just I'm not sure. feeling it that night or whatever i'm sure it's terrifying mm-hmm. so you had you had a um an article as well right yeah Something. uh let's see Cut this out. and christina wouldn't tell me what this was about i tried to get her to to give me a little primer yeah. prime the pumps as they say oh no don't the break, prime the pumps she um well first just to close to out the it. church stuff save it for air save is it that, for pod uh, to close out the church stuff, I want to give a shout out to a church that's doing it right, which is Rainier Beach United Methodist Church. That's in the news lately because of a gay Boy Scout leader that um, leads out of their church. And the Boy Scouts have uh, dispatched him or disrobed or something. Oh, I don't boy, know. No, so the Boy Scouts of America removed the charter for that troop. Right. And so they're so, now they're fighting against it. Yeah. And um, we, We'll talk more about that. Later, yeah. probably as it unfolds, we could have we could have a whole like gay episode. I had an entire article about a, a Christian band, <laughs> a Christian band called Jars of Clay that the lead singer said some stuff on Twitter that caused quite a backlash. But yeah, mm-hmm. so shout out to that church mm-hmm. for not being assholes, right? Okay, so this is I can find out where it's from. I can dig a little bit more, but in October of 2012. A woman driving an SUV hit three kids on bikes, kids being 17-year-olds. They were all riding their bikes, and it was a rainy night, and she killed one of the boys. And now she is suing the family of the dead boy for 
$35 million. $1.35 million. Yeah. In damages because they did not apply their brakes properly and have caused her um, undue stress. They didn't apply. And anxiety. The cyclists didn't apply their yes. brakes properly? Yes. They, But she ran into them from behind? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I think I read this article, actually, or I read mm-hmm. an article about it. But um, well, didn't it, the, they said that the source of the accident had to do with that they didn't have lights on. Like it was night. It was like one thirty in the morning. That's what she's it claiming. It was dark. It was um, well, and I I can't find it in this one, but her husband. Oh, so it happened outside of Toronto. Um, her husband was a police officer. She was speeding, and they s- said uh, they didn't suspect alcohol was involved, but her husband was following behind her and was a police officer following in a car behind her. Mm-hmm. And he saw the whole thing happen. And um, also she was on her phone. Oh, she was on the phone at the time. And the, yeah. Do they have like distracted driving laws or anything? I don't know. Yeesh. Yikes. So, yeah, that's pretty questionable. I know that they the just... Hell, who the hell would do that? It's It, it seems in poor taste. This, this should be a segment of Christy Hates People. <laughs> that needs to be a segment. Christy Hates People. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'll add I'm, it to the list of potential segments. I know. Well, I already am on a daily basis one step away from joining Matt in his mountain home. I mean, just to get away from people. Yeah. Not because I think yeah, I think the government's bad or anything. I just hate people. Just hate everybody. Well, not everybody. Well, I just read just people like that. There was a um there's a Bellevue police officer that just got fired for letting a fellow Bellevue police officer off the hook for a DUI. Yep. There was a so there was a one police officer that was off duty. He was driving home mm-hmm. and was driving drunk, got pulled over by his buddy. Mm-hmm. His buddy got out, noticed that he could smell alcohol, thought that he was intoxicated, took his personal cell phone out, called th- the off-duty police officer who was driving drunk, called his wife, had mm-hmm. somebody from his family come out, get the car, drive his car home, and, uh, you know, their pers- personal car or whatever, and let it go but then still wrote up the report because he had to because he had like called in that he was pulling somebody over or whatever Mm -hmm. so they did an internal investigation and basically said that he should get you know he the police officer that got pulled over for driving drunk um ended up stepping down or uh uh, what's that called resigning from the police force and then the person that let him go um just got fired it's ridiculous it's it's and it just seems in pretty poor it seems in pretty poor taste in general to uh, uh, go after the family of the people that you killed. I mean, yeah. even if, um, yeah, Jesus, even if it was like, even if it was their fault, like, I mean, like, even if the person, the peop- the person that died, like, swerved out into traffic or something like that, like, yeah. and, and it was 100% that person's fault, like, you know what? Like the, his family already lost somebody that they mm-hmm. care a about. Seventeen-year-old kid, seventeen-year-old kid is dead. So maybe that's enough. Like maybe we don't need to go after them for. Yeah, that's and th- that's the worst part is she says it's because of mental anguish that she's gone through. There are parents that lost their child who should be going off to college this year. Yeah. Instead, she's suing them for one point five or one point three million dollars. I don't know where she got that number. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Any lawyer that takes that on 
should also <laughs> is also on my list. Yeah, that um, that sounds horrible. So yeah, that'll be our new um, that that'll be a, a new segment. We'll we'll add that to the list of, of of segment ideas that we can that we can workshop. So do you think that it should be a uh, um, the, Christy hates this person and people uh, Christy people? hates people. Oh, I wanted to talk about this real quick, just because it's fresh on my mind, and then and then we can we can wrap it up, as they say in the biz. I so we went to the um, we went to the Museum of Flight today, um, which is a aeronautics museum here in the Seattle area, uh, of which I am now a member, um, mm-hmm. thankfully. So I get this weird like sense of guilt every time that I go there. Because I am, when I was a kid, so there's this movie called For All Mankind, and it's about the uh, early years of space flight, the Gemini and Mercury and Apollo missions and landing on the moon and all that fun stuff. Um, It's actually on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, go check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, one of these days, get Christy all doped up on NyQuil and try and make her watch it with me. But, um... We, uh, uh, my dad used to take me to see that movie all the time when I was a kid and I would go and I remember like secretly crying when we would watch it because, um, we would, uh, not, not because like, I mean, I've always been super nerd, nerd out about space stuff, but, um, also like I, I was watching that movie and I was realizing like that I'll probably never, I'll probably never get to go to space. And it made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made me really sad because. So why were you weeping today while we were at the museum? <laughs> well, that's the thing. So it made me sad that I was never going to get to go to space. First of all, I, I'm really into it, but it also makes me weirdly sad that I can never get to go to space. So we're at the museum of flight today and I like am terrified that I'm going to become like the, like a space mom, like the equivalent of like a creepy stage, stage mom. mom, but with space stuff with my daughter, because I'm like, Ellie, don't you want to learn about the space stuff? Don't you want to look mm-hmm. at the rockets? Let me explain to you how this lunar lander mm-hmm. worked. Like this is the thing that they actually use to land on the moon. Do you think you might want to be an astronaut someday? <laughs> so I have this, um, I guess we could call it an irrational fear. Maybe it's not irrational of becoming. A not as irrational monster. as your fear of balloons. Yeah. Balloons pop. I know. It's sad. But you need to teach her that loss. <laughs> I mean, you... She's experienced that loss. I know. As soon as you give her the balloon, you start going... Like oh, just be so careful. Be so ca- hold it so tight. And I'm like, balloons are disposable toys. <laughs> they pop. They fly away. As she, my my mom had given her this little balloon, and I and it was like one of those kind on a stick that's a mylar balloon or something. It was a little one, and I thought, oh, Jeremy won't be too sad because these rarely pop. And we're driving, and she stuck it out of the sunroof, and it flew out. Gone. Luckily, I wasn't there for that, yeah. I'm not sure I would have been because, able to handle But her face, she just sat there with her mouth open for a, at least a solid minute, <laughs> just bewildered at what happened. <laughs> yeah, you would have started crying and turned your car around. and. Uh. So that's the uh, exciting this week in parenting with Jeremy. Um so, Christy, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. That is it. I had, let me see. Okay. the There was an, a podcast that I wanted you guys to listen to. It's a podcast um, called You're Doing It Wrong. 
And uh, I want you to go listen to episode 36 if you are so inclined. Uh, I think that listeners of this show might enjoy it. They had a guy named um, – they just call him Science Mike, but his name is Mike McHargue, and he's a scientist guy. He actually travels around with Rob Bell. He's a scientist that um, – he grew up as a Christian, became an atheist, uh, and is now kind of a Christian again. Um, but he basically in that podcast, he takes about 45 minutes and just kind of tells his story. It's really interesting. I found it super interesting. I think you should go check it out. So yeah, the podcast is called you're doing it wrong. Episode 36. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, besides that, you know where to find us on the Twitter, on the Facebook, nerdoutloudpod.com, our website, twitter.com slash nerdoutloudpod, facebook.com slash nerdoutloudpod. You can find Christy if you want at Kissy Eyes on Twitter, K I S S I E Y E S. And with that, no last words. Um, make good choices. Make good choices. <laughs> well, that's going to be my new sign off. Yeah. Make good choices and let your nerd flag fly. God made boobs, okay? If you have a tumor, we need to record now more than ever. You need to turn off the echo now by the time I count to five. Or I'm not recording today. One, two, three, four, five. Good. (laughs) No, you did it wrong. You pushed the wrong one, right? Hello? Hey.